So tonight's session is going to be the very, very last Christmas Cracker Challenge Open Office Chat with Charlie Monday session. Very, very last one, which is crazy that we've already done the challenge. This is the start of what would be week eight. So we've done seven whole weeks together now on this challenge, which is absolutely bonkers. It is flown by. And tonight I'm going to talk a little bit more about the sort of the festive period, Christmas, managing it. And I'm going to touch a little bit more on the points that I brought up in the post that I did. I think it was on Saturday, just about some sort of key takeaways when it comes to managing family, which can be difficult sometimes, social occasions, nutrition, more mindset based. Obviously, when we did the navigating nutrition session, it was pretty much all based around the the nutrition side, obviously. Um, But tonight, I'm going to talk a little bit more about sort of you, your mindset, what you really want to get out of the Christmas holidays, because I know for a lot of people, it's bringing up a little bit of concern. Some people are a little bit worried about you know, what's going to happen over the Christmas period, which we don't need to be whatsoever. And hopefully by the end of tonight's session, you'll feel an awful lot better. So how are we all doing? Hey, Holly. Hey, Lydia. How are we guys? Hey, Corinne. Yeah, I know. Seven weeks. Absolutely bonkers. Time flies when you're having fun, eh? <laughs> Absolutely whiz by. Hey, Holly. Hey, Lydia. Hey, Corinne. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey, Naya. Awesome. So let's get into tonight's session. If you've got any questions of your own, please drop them in the comments because I'll come back to them once they've um, once we've got to the end of, of sort of this little spiel that we're going to talk through tonight. But if you've got anything that you're wondering, if you've got any points to add to any of the discussions tonight, if you've got anything, any experience, any tips, any advice, please just chuck it in the comments because, you know, we're all here to help each other and you guys have a lot of experience between you. So let's get into tonight's session. Like I said, top tips for managing Christmas social events. So to accompany the training that we've already done um, on navigating Christmas, to accompany Ella's um, session that she's done, which I'm going to be sharing with you guys um, on Thursday. So um, obviously we've got tomorrow night is the Christmas party. going to leave it a day and then I'm going to post Ella's one and pop that onto the podcast as well. Ella's done one all about navigating the uh, Christmas period. As well as all of that, I've got seven key points that I really, really want to make with you tonight that I think will be really, really useful. So like I said, any comments, please chuck them in and we will chat as we go. So the first one is going to be the most boring piece of advice you're ever going to hear. And you're probably going to disregard it because I know that I used to for a long, 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 long time, particularly when it came to holidays. But number one is going to be bring some structure because the biggest problem for teachers is that we go from a very structured way of living. You know, we even if you know, even if we're part time, we still have a very structured um, process to the week. We know what happens on what days. We know what we teach in what periods. You know, we, we know we know what is coming up. And then suddenly the Christmas holidays kick in and we are just lost. We have no structure. We don't know what we're eating. We don't know where we're going. We don't know what we're doing. It's just like, it's just, you know, chaos, basically. It's just complete confusion. And that's the biggest thing. That can make us feel very out of sorts because not only do we sleep a little bit worse and our bedtimes are a little bit different, our meal times are different, our nutrition starts to slip a little bit. We stop going out and going for our walks. We stop going to the gym. Whatever it is that we do, we start to let things drop off one by one by one. So by the time we get past Christmas, cut the other side, we suddenly haven't got any of those habits going that we used to have. So bring some structure, really, really important to make sure that you're bringing some structure. Even if you have a bedtime, a rough bedtime sort of, you know, I I know that during the holidays, I'm going to go to bed between half nine and half 10 or whatever it is. Uh, You've got a rough wake time. I'm going to wake up between half six and half seven. Doesn't need to be spot on. It's not about giving you an absolute 
must. It's about giving you some options and giving you flexibility. And it's really, really strange that when you actually um, bring some more structure to your life and more routine to your life, you actually find it easier to be flexible because it's less worrying. You don't sort of have to, like I said, go into it confused. You think, right, well, this things cropped up someone's invited me out for a coffee this morning i was going to do blah 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 but actually i can shift that about here and so you're already it's like you've already got some of the building blocks in place because you've got that structure so sleep times and wake times bookend your day make sure you're having three meals a day i know this sounds so basic but quite often this stuff just falls apart right make sure you're getting a walk in each day and that's it that might be all you need to have in your in your day to day over the holiday structure wise to give you enough to sort of slot the other things in because you can say my morning routine is I wake up I have a cup of tea and then I go for a 20 minute walk right that might be your holiday routine and you know that if someone's invited you out to coffee that comes after that and you just start to sort of move these blocks around on your calendar rather than sort of go into it completely confused so really really important have some routine i promise you if you don't have routine for this holiday you're going to go into january and you have to get all the way back from zero all the way back to where you were with your routine before the holiday so bring some routine the next one follows on from that again plan 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 i know how boring it is but it's really really important so some of the things that i said um in my post yesterday was about helping you to clear your mind yeah, clear your mind, organize your thoughts, know what's going on for dinner, know who's where and when. If you've got kids or you've got family members or you're navigating around different households, this can be quite a stressful period for a lot of people. So get a big two-week overview, right? A fortnightly overview, week one of the holidays, week two of the holidays, just start mapping in roughly where things are going to go. And then I promise you, by the end of doing that, you will feel a lot lighter because all of that information that is knocking around your head, you've suddenly got it out of here and onto paper. So you don't have to hold capacity for it. And it really, really helps you sort of alleviate some of that stress, right? Planning is massively, massively important. Sometimes people feel like they fall off the wagon during the holidays. And this is one of the reasons because they just don't know what is coming up. All right. Number three, then. And this is one that a lot of lots of you and I have spoken about before. And I know lots of you are apprehensive to do it. But have the conversations with the people at home. Tell them what you want to do this holiday and why that's so important to you. If you want to go for a morning walk every day, but the kids need looking after or, um, you know, you've got to figure it out around different family members or whatever it is. Right. There's routines and structure. Say to the partner, say to the people at home, say to your kids, whatever, tell the people around you what you want and why you want to do it that way. It might not be possible. You might not be able to reach a sort of a compromise or a conclusion with it, but at least you've had that conversation because otherwise you're going to have all these thoughts and the things that you want to achieve in your head and then it doesn't happen. You're going to get really peed off and you're going to take it out on someone else who didn't even know that that was an expectation anyway. This is me from experience, right? I know what I want. I know what I expect and what I want to get out of the day. And it doesn't happen because someone hasn't helped me with something. And I'm getting really frustrated with them thinking, why, like, you know, why are you not helping? They haven't got a clue. I'm expecting them to be a mind reader. They're not going to know. I'll give, give other people the benefit of the doubt. If we haven't expressed to them what we want them to do and all that stuff, they're not going to know, are they? So communicate. It might be friends, family, kids, whatever. Tell people what you expect and, and how you would like the holiday to go and why. Most importantly, the why, okay? Now, linking back towards the nutrition side just a little bit, but it goes with goes goes hand in hand with a lot of stuff that we're gonna talk about. 
don't restrict yourself, but do be mindful when it comes to your nutrition. If you go into the holiday saying, I'm only allowed chocolate on Christmas day, chances are with the amount of chocolates that are knocking about, you're gonna end up having half a tub because you've restricted yourself to such a finite amount of time. Have a little bit of what you fancy. But what I want you to really, really remember is that you wanna come out of Christmas on the 26th or the 27th or whenever your Christmas is coming to a close. You wanna come out of it feeling good. Now that doesn't just mean the number on the scale stays the same or anything like that. It means that mentally you're coming out of it not feeling like you've blown it, not feeling off the wagon, not feeling bloated and lethargic and just a bit gross and grubby. I know that if I have loads of alcohol and loads of like Domino's pizza, for example, I feel terrible the next day. I feel like I could squeeze the, I could wring myself and squeeze the grease out of me. That's what I feel like. Probably just a little bit of sort of salt and oil and stuff. I just feel grubby I feel like I need to get in the shower right when I've had a day like that and you don't want to come out of Christmas feeling like that you don't want to feel like you just need to fast for a week to get rid of all of this stuff right that you've just loaded up in yourself so going with it into it with a, with a moderation mindset so that means having a little bit of what you fancy now this links me on to, to to talk about sort of moderation and what that actually means I want you, when you're enjoying your food, I want you to enjoy whatever alcohol, food, whatever you want, I want you to enjoy it this Christmas season. But what I want you to do is actually enjoy it. Doesn't mean shoveling in as much as you can. Doesn't mean allowing yourself to just sit and graze. What it means is actually enjoying the food. So that might mean that you have a little bit less of it, but you're actually really, really present. And this could be the difference of sitting down, playing a board game with family, and enjoying a couple of chocolates with a drink, right? Or sitting in front of a Christmas film with the tub on your lap and just constantly picking. Because in the first situation, you're enjoying a bit of chocolate between turns, right? You're having a laugh, you're having a drink, you're having a chat. You're mindful when you're eating your chocolate, right? You're thinking about the chocolate because you're enjoying it between your turns. When you're watching a film and you're just sort of digging in, your focus, your attention isn't on what you're eating. So you're probably not chewing enough. You're probably just having one after the other. Your brain isn't registering the pleasure of that food. So yes, you're eating the the calories and the nutrition of it, and that's all going in, but your mind isn't getting the benefit, the pleasure, the connection of that food. You're just focused on the TV. So you can do things like pre-portioning your food into containers. If you have a, a tub of chocolates, for example, leave the wrappers out. There's a really interesting study that shows that when we enjoy snacks in front of the TV, if we leave the wrappers out in plain sight, we sort of register more of what we've enjoyed than if we sort of keep tidying it away. They kept like taking away the wrappers and people just tended to eat more because they couldn't really appreciate what they'd eaten. So be mindful. You know, you're having a chocolate, take your time with it. And I know it sounds a bit over the top, but take your time, really think about the flavor, enjoy your food because you're gonna get more pleasure out of it. You're not gonna eat as much and you're gonna feel less lethargic by the time Christmas is over. So be really mindful, be present. Anything you do this Christmas, be present. I can't remember a quote the other day. I'm pretty sure it's based on another quote. But again, I haven't quite got it got it ready <laughs> to post on social media yet. But it's going to be something like giving presents is great or something like that. Giving presents is great, but being present is even better. And that's what I want you to do. I want you to be present. Christmas is the time where we give lots of presents to people. I want you to be present in that moment. I want you to enjoy it, but actually enjoy it, not just let it pass you by. And it will make the world a difference to your mindset, to the people around you, because all they want is a little bit of you. They don't really, deep down, want anything else. They want a little bit of you, right? 
Give them that little bit of you. Give yourself that little bit of you and enjoy your food. Really, really important. Please be mindful around everything. Number five then, or number six. I think I've gone to number six. Number six, block out the noise. I want to talk about this because it's something that a few of you have raised. Friends, family, they're great. We love them. However, family are often not chosen, right? Um, I'm being really diplomatic here. Family are... We don't really get to choose our family, do we, sometimes? And, of course, people grow up, people move away, people change. And often we don't see some of these wider relatives for a long, long, long time. We don't spend much time with them, and we become very different people. So if we only see someone once a year or twice a year or whatever, and we get together with them, you're usually a different person to the last time they saw you. And particularly, that might be the case this year. If we've been working together this year, you're going to be a very different person to where you were this time last Christmas, which is a positive thing. However, just like the crabs in the bucket, you know, pulling you back down to the bottom, people around you might not understand what you're doing. So you might say, no, thank you. I've had two glasses of wine. Don't really want to hang over tomorrow. I'm just going to switch to the lemonade, just as an example, right? Or I'm, I'm no, thank you. I don't want to mix my drinks. I'll just stick to the beer, whatever it is, right? You make a decision around yourself. Sometimes people don't understand. And because you're doing something different to the group, everyone else is onto the cocktails or everyone else is onto the espresso martinis or everyone's onto the Baileys. And you've said, no, thank you. I'm going to stick to this one drink. You're doing something different. Now, for better or for worse whatever whatever your the outcome is of your decision your change makes other people feel uncomfortable and you might have really experienced this um, a little bit with colleagues at work by doing something different you're challenging the status quo and you're making people subconsciously second guess their choices so people just like the crabs in the bucket will try and bring you back down to the norm what is normal if everyone's going out and getting fish and chips and you're not that makes people uneasy just as an example, right? So people are gonna are gonna try to conf- get you to conform to the group, the tribal mentality, right? You might want to make a different decision. You're gonna have to work really hard to stick to your guns over some things this Christmas. But just remember, once you've made your decision and they've asked you once or twice or three times, go on, go on, have it, go on, you know you want, go on, and you say, no, thank you, I'm fine. If you do that once or twice, they're gonna get bored with asking you. They're going to sort of think, oh, they're either they're going to go, oh, stuff them, and then they'll get over it in five minutes anyway, so don't worry about it. Or they'll just get bored, you know? Particularly when people at the staff parties and stuff, people have had a few drinks, they'll keep prodding, keep prodding, keep prodding, because they're, you know, they're not really with it and all the rest of it, and they've had a few drinks. You've got to have very strong um, walls up when these kinds of things, because social influence is really, really powerful. So you need to block out the noise. If you've got something that you're wanting to do this Christmas period, you've got to stick by your guns because there will be someone who tries to pull you off piste over the next few weeks. Now, the other thing that can happen when families come together and friends come together is that there are some really, I'm going to be really honest, some really crappy topics of conversation that come up. Often it's about, have you had kids yet? Have you got married yet? What's happened to this person? But the worst topics, the most boring, people have got such rubbish conversations sometimes, haven't they? People will talk about your weight, People will bring up diets. People will ask you what you've been doing. People are nosy. 
but also it's a common thing that we all have and it might be a topic of conversation that you and that those people have engaged in before right you might have talked about slimming world or slimming clubs or you know getting into a pair of jeans or whatever you might have talked about this kind of stuff before so they feel like they've got a license to talk about it with you right number one those are really boring conversations to have with people i think there's a lot better conversation than what diet you're doing personally and number two those things can be triggers for a lot of us you know what diet have you been doing we feel like they are expecting us to be on the diet we feel like they're judging us we feel like they are comparing us all these horrible things and this can be quite common with family i know i've probably spoken to 90 percent of you about your history with dieting and food most of you have been to slimming clubs on and off before most of you have got a parent or a sibling who has got these sorts of conversations with you for a lot of you um for a lot of you your your um parents your mothers particularly have taken you to slimming clubs when you were younger and that that goes for for a lot of people here it's quite a common trend now these people will still try to maybe revert the conversation back to those things because it's, it's a it's a link isn't it it's a it's a it's a common sort of interest if you like not really an interest but it's a common thing between you two all you need to do is if you've engaged in those kind of conversations before it's common ground you need to disengage with those conversations if you don't want to talk about your weight if you don't want to talk about good food bad food diet mentality if you just want to enjoy christmas and you don't want to talk about this stuff you need to completely take yourself away literally don't reply ignore the conversation get up go to the toilet say oh, i don't really want to talk about that at the moment or just change the conversation right there's ways to do it you don't have to be awkward but if you don't engage in a conversation people aren't just going to continue that conversation with you it's really really what's the word it's rife, isn't it, at this time of year? People talk about that. Let me know in the comments. Has Does that resonate with anyone? Does anyone ever go to social events or family parties where people talk about diets and, and slimming clubs and stuff? Let me know in the comments. Does that resonate? Because I know a lot of you have experienced things, similar things before. Right, number seven then. Uh, there's eight tips here, actually. Number seven, don't bury your head when it comes to the Christmas season. So this time of year is for fun, it's for friends, it's for family. But it's also for you to come out the other side of it feeling good. And any decision that you make, I want you to think, is this going to make me feel good coming out the other side? Now, enjoying Christmas dinner, enjoying, you know, a bit of Christmas pudding, enjoying dessert and stuff. All of that stuff is part of Christmas and that's absolutely fine. You have unconditional permission to enjoy any food that you want. However, just ask yourself, am I just burying my head a little bit? Am I being my own worst enemy here? Am I doing what's going to make me feel good coming out the other side of Christmas? And sometimes that decision might be no, and that's fine. But if more decisions are putting you in a worse place than are putting you in a, in a good place, you can see that you're sort of self, starting to self-sabotage a little bit. And the real difficulty here, which links me into my last point, the real difficulty here is that going into this Christmas, you guys are very, very different people, as I said before, to who you were last Christmas, okay? Um... Green says parents are obsessed with Slimming World, which they're both doing at the moment. Really, really common. Really, really common. If you want to be brutal with them, um, although that, that's Weight Watchers, isn't it? I was going to say show them the Weight Watchers quotes that I shared with you guys. Um, but that was Weight Watchers, so slightly different. But those clubs are all built on very similar um, similar things, aren't they? Let's be honest. Um, sister loves to have a chat when I go home about what she believes in the Fast 800. No, I, I've got to say, like when I go on to the... Um, onto like google or whatever it for some reason on my phone gives me loads of suggested articles and there's always like a daily mirror one or a daily mail one that's about like you know michael mosley and his is michael isn't it michael mosley and his fast 800 and some of the stuff that he's saying is like 
is sort of myths and rumours about like sugar and stuff from like 20, 30 years ago that have been dispelled so much. Like there's so much evidence that it's, not, you know, carbohydrates don't make you fat. Sugar doesn't make you fat. Like all these things that have been completely dispelled. But he's somehow waited long enough for that to go quiet. And now he's bringing it back for like a new generation. The same old myths, the same old stuff that's been unbel- like in ir- irrefutably, it's the word, irrefutably disproven by nutritionists and dietitians and food scientists like decades ago. He's bringing it back. The Fast 800, you will know exactly what, what um, that's about. Eat 800 calories, you're going to be in a massive calorie deficit. You're going to drop a bunch of water weight on the scale because you're eating no food. You've got no carbs in you. You've got less waste ready to be got rid of. You've got less food in your stomach. You drop five pounds in a week and then you sort of kind of maintain. And then if you keep it up, you're just going to feel really, really ill. So yeah. It's, it's a common one though, Sam. It really is a common one. I heard, I used to hear people talking about it in the staff room all the time because it sounds great, doesn't it? It's like drop 10 pounds in a month or something. It's like, well, yeah, because you're not eating. <laughs> you're not, you're not going to feel very good and you definitely ain't sticking to that for more than a couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, no, really common. I think lots of us can, can relate to that one. Family members talking about those sorts of diets and stuff. So Like I said, final thing I want to talk about is your identity, because one of the main things that is going to sort of, remember I spoke to you about the sort of the bungee cord on your back, right? One of the main things that's going to potentially happen this Christmas period is that you're going to be going into a period that you've experienced. Let's just, let's just be really conservative. Let's say you've, you've had a decade of experiencing Christmas with a certain mindset. So that might've been like a diet mindset. It might've been, you know, strong beliefs in diet culture might have been with beliefs about yourself what you're capable of it might have been you know 10 christmases you experienced when you had a very black or white mindset so you've experienced 10 maybe 20 maybe even 30 um christmases as an adult with those beliefs that you used to have before we started to work together now you're going into christmas with a new mindset with a new identity or the, the, the the beginning the start of a new identity but it's not a hundred percent concrete yet, right? It's it's like I always sort of liken it to jelly. You know, when you make jelly, first of all, and you put it in the fridge and you take it out too soon, it's still not quite solidified yet. That's kind of like your new mindset. It's not quite set in yet. We haven't really changed the actual structure of your brain yet. We don't really have those neuro pathways secured. The habits aren't a hundred percent. We're just a little bit unset at the moment. So you're going into Christmas with this new mindset. You've experienced Christmas, like I said, 10 to 30 times with your old mindset. Of course, it's going to be really difficult to shift those old beliefs. If you've done Christmas 30 times in a certain way, going into it with a fresh approach is going to be really bloody hard. Of course it is. It's going to be like having your bungee cord on your back and someone's just yanked you and you just feel like you're being pulled backwards, right? It's going to feel like that potentially because of that friction between your old mindset and your old experience of Christmas and your new mindset. There's going to be a lot of friction there. That's okay, is the point I want to make. Expect that friction to come up. Expect there to be lots of cravings potentially, lots of being pulled towards certain things. Expect social influence to be really hard to overcome because it will be. If you go into Christmas thinking, oh, I'm going to breeze through it, you're setting yourself up for a fall. So go into it knowing that there are going to be challenges, but go into it almost like excited for the challenges. Go in saying, actually, I've been working on this. Here is now an opportunity for me to prove to myself that I 
can moderate my chocolate intake or I can go through a Christmas and come out the other side feeling better than when I went in. Just imagine that for a second. Imagine going into January, into the new year, feeling better than when you went into the holiday, which is kind of what we'd want anyway, but not going into January with a new year, new me mindset, not going into January starting a new diet or a workout plan or, you know, Davina's latest DVD or whatever she does, right? Imagine going into January without any fads, any short-term fixes, without going to any clubs. Just imagine that for a second. Imagine going to January feeling your best self, feeling completely in control and knowing that all you need to do is rinse and repeat that. How liberating is that? How, how awesome of a feeling would that be? And that's what we need to do. We just need to know that what we're doing at the moment is the right thing. The last week or two or three have been very, very tough for almost everyone here. Everyone's been going through a right, a really tough time, really tough time with school and illness and staff absences and everything else. Everyone's been through, been through it a little bit. Now is the time for us to really rest, recuperate, recharge ourselves and reset. We don't need a new year, new you. We just need to continue the work that we've been doing together. So when you're going into the holidays, expect that identity to be challenged and come come into it, go into it, knowing that the challenges are gonna come up, but knowing that you have what you need to navigate them. You ultimately do. And finally, last thing I'll say, enjoy yourself. Everything I've said tonight doesn't mean that you need to go and completely restrict yourself. Like like we spoke about, it's probably not gonna, it's probably gonna have the opposite effect, right? Just know that you're allowed to enjoy yourself. There is nothing good or bad about chocolate. Go and enjoy a chocolate. Go and enjoy a drink. Go and enjoy time with company. Take some time off social media. Turn your phone off. Get rid of your emails. Have a proper break for the next few weeks. And I promise you, you'll go into January feeling a million times better. Do what makes you good. Uh, do what makes you feel good in the moment, but also long term. Don't forget that long term feeling. You want to come out of Christmas feeling mentally good. Right, guys, that's pretty much all I want to talk about tonight. I just want to kind of touch on those points from my post on Saturday um, in a little bit more detail. Um, I just think I've just covered all this. I've got some notes here. I think I've covered all of that. Does anyone have anything they would like to ask or anything I haven't covered? Haven't seen many um, questions or anything come in. Yeah, Corrine, I'm not. I, I'm, I mean, we had that conversation, didn't we? I think, yeah, I think there was a while ago we had that, we had that chat, didn't we, about the uh, thingy yeah yeah I'm not surprised I'm not surprised do you know what's really scary really scary is that my level four nutritionist qualification is a higher qualification than what GPs have in nutrition they do about a month of study I think on that on nutrition because it's all about um fixing problems it's not about it's not really preventative medicine in this country it's always about reactive medicine and sort of diagnosing, treating and moving people on. It's not about lifestyle change and the long stuff. So they don't really do much on nutrition at all, which is scary, I think. You know, bearing in mind, you know, food isn't medicine, but it's it goes a long way to, to sort your health out, doesn't it? You'd think that that would be a much bigger focus. And it is scary. It is scary because the thing is, again, that that doctor, they haven't got the time, the funding to sit with you and, and work on all this stuff. So their job is to, I don't know, if, if your weight is becoming a health concern, their job is to get you to drop weight. So again, in their minds, they don't disassociate scale weight with body fat. So they're just like, you know, again, they haven't studied it. So it's just like one dimensional thinking, um, not treating that those underlying reasons and causes and the mindset, just going in and saying, 
lose some scale weight, you'll be fine. Um, it's like BMI, right? Isn't it? BMI, you look at a lot of bodybuilders that are all muscle, technically on the BMI uh, scale, they're, they're all obese, even though they've got like 10% body fat because BMI isn't quite adjusted, right? It's okay for general population, but still, you might have a lot of muscle on your frame uh, and you might be classed as obese, but actually you just got quite a lot of muscle. Um, do, 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 do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me, Kareen. Doesn't surprise me at all. Not at all. Right, guys. Does anyone have any other questions that they want to chat through this evening? Because um, that is me pretty much covered. Just going to quickly go through my notes from check-ins and see if there's anything else to touch on. But I'm pretty sure that was everything that we wanted to chat through. Yeah, 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 yeah.